Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, no matter how you shop, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. All right, we are back on the death lineup after a game five that we called for the Warriors, but probably weren't too confident in our call because we saw this the entire season with them having a lead somewhere that is not their home and then giving it up. And they kind of tried at the end. (laughs) Like there was a Steph threw a ball to Draymond, like to let Draymond bring the ball up. And it was like this lazy pass that almost got stolen. Then Draymond fired a pass that went to the other side of the court for a foul. But I think the Kings actually made more mistakes down the stretch. Uh, And I think some of it was probably had a lot to do with uh, De'Aaron Fox's finger, which we'll get to. But overall, what were, uh, what were your, like what, what is your immediate sort of reaction to what we just watched? Like, I obviously don't want to jinx it, but I've been saying that it's been kind of biased of how I've been saying it, because I think that if the Warriors won game five, like the series was over. I thought that they, they'll just go to chase, win a game six. They've proven they could win on the road. This was a wake up call to the league. If they were to win a game five, that they could win on the road and the Warriors are coming. And on the other hand, I thought if Sack won a game five, I thought that, okay, well, you know, neither team is proving that they could win at each other's home court. Sack has more of the home games. I still think the Warriors could potentially get it done in seven, but I'm just leaning like, I like, I don't want to jinx it, but Warriors won in five. And I think I, I just, I think it's over. Well, that was, that was the hypothesis, right? The, and, and we were, you know, the math says, the first, you know, the team that wins the the road game and gets to go home to finish it out, it says that that you know that 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 that's probably a good scenario for the Warriors. Uh, still, though, the Kings did not look deflated; they looked inspired at the end of the game. It's just unfortunately for them, they could not get anything out of their main guy. I don't know what Fox shot in the fourth quarter. But I thought he was good. I thought he was great in the first half. They showed a moment on the uh, on the telecast where uh, Steph did his little thing where he's kind of going between guys and he's setting up something and Fox was able to poke the ball out and they actually got turnover. But then he was shaking his finger pretty much for the rest of uh, for the rest of that play. And then from then on out, I'm not sure if he actually scored. 
Uh, he had a couple of threes that he missed. He even had a one one of those. Uh, I think it may have been even two. He had those little runners. I know Looney got one. Uh, Andrew may have may have gotten one as well. So you know, late in the game, it did look like that finger affected him. Uh, but why don't we why don't we go to our major takeaways here? So for me, takeaway number one, and this is going to be my spoiler player of the game as well. I thought Draymond was the best player on the court today. Mm. I feel like he could choose from like four of them, five of them even. I thought everyone had like between, I mean, you you go on your, your Dre spiel, but I think that Clay, you could have said it for him, just being alive at the right moment. Andrew Wiggins, I thought this was his best game of, you know, maybe the stats weren't his best game, but I thought his energy and his defensive you know, awareness and, and just his defensive presence as a whole. I thought you could have called for him. Obviously, Looney with the whole 22 rebounds, <laughs> 15 defensive rebounds. What is that? Seven offensive rebounds. Uh, and then obviously Steph. And I thought Jordan Poole had like a pretty, you know, shooting wasn't great, but I liked his uh, I liked his energy and I liked his fast break stuff with Steph. So Big Leo chimed in to remind us what he called. <laughs> he called it after Game Two when the Warriors were down six. He called. He said four they're winning four straight. So that so Big Leo called that, and and I just want that on record. We'll we'll continue to have that on record. And uh, Mark Nobita in the I have another I have a group chat with some friends in which Mark Nobita is also in, and Mark was very confident. <laughs> he was. I was like going like, oh man, this is like the recipe for the Warriors to lose games. They're just doing it right now. They're like, nope. He and Nobita was saying the Warriors are going to win. He thought, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Uh, in that fourth quarter, the like the foul calls were way one way. The Warriors got two take fouls. Uh, the Kings had no fouls. Like it was, it was. I didn't even think of it when I was watching it, but. Uh, Mark mentioned it in the in the chat. He's like, man, they, they're not calling any fouls on the Kings. Uh, some of it may have been just the Warriors' possessions were like super deliberate. And uh, okay, so going back to the Draymond thing, there was a moment in this game where I thought Steph was wiped out. It's like maybe it's like the four or five minute mark. You could just tell, like, he didn't really want to bring up the basketball because it was too much chaos. And I don't know if you noticed, but they went away from Mitchell late in the game. They took him out, probably because he's bricking three-pointers, but it was Fox and Steph. And Fox defensively was hanging with him. And I thought, man, Steph just looks so tired. And they were doing – they had these possessions where – all the stuff that they were doing because Steph was tired and that action, that handoff and that split and Draymond would end up with the ball and he would have to make a decision on the scoring situation. And he hit that little Dirk, that Dirk one foot fade away. And I was like, eh, this is just his game. He dictated uh, maybe the most underrated play of the game because it was offensively and defensively. He dictated uh, there. There was a, a moment where, he had to go out, I think it was to HB in the corner, or maybe it was to Monk, and his back was turned. I know, yeah. And they threw the pass in the corner, and Dre didn't even really see it, but because he's he was very long arms, his hand hit the ball. And I was like, oh, good play, out of bounds, King's ball, do it again. And he kept that basketball in bounds, and they got the steal, 
And I was just like, man, this guy is on a different level. And I don't know if you heard the Simmons podcast, but he was talking about having regret for the defensive player of the of the year and how, you know, Draymond's just the best defender. And I don't know. He he just dictated everything. He is. Tonight, he is. I, I, I just I'm just like, man, this guy is so good at basketball. And 21 points. They said this is the 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 last time he had scored over 20 points before this was <laughs> Christmas 2019 against the Rockets, and he remembered that game because he's like, "Yeah, we were trashed that year, but we beat Houston on Christmas." So I don't know. I just, uh, I, I, I was just, I didn't know what I was watching. The guy was just so like we've seen Apex Draymond, we've seen Defense Player of the Year Draymond, and he's just doing it in different ways now. Like he's guarding Fox, and he's getting out to the corner, and then he's playing free safety, and he's getting steals, and it's just like. Gosh, I can't. I can't even imagine what watching basketball without this guy would be like. I one hundred percent with you. Um, I think what's crazy is that like, aren't these guys supposed to be getting worse? Like, you know, with age, you're going down from the top of the hill, and they just keep. You know, Draymond has this type of night where you know this might have been a top five playoff night for him. I like you said. Like, I think it's wild. Like, I know they went to Draymond on Jalen Brown in the finals. Like, that mm-hmm. was an adjustment they made. But he, but Fox just like. Draymond's, you know, such a great help side defender, you know, playing the free safety, reading the defense, being the quarterback of the defense, putting everyone in the right place and then going up straight up to contest someone at the rim. But when it came to like guarding the perimeter and moving his feet, he moves his feet, but it's just kind of harder to keep up with those quicker guys. Like he he hasn't always been like I call Draymond the greatest defender I've ever seen in my lifetime, but I'd say, you know, GP2 uh, Wiggins are probably both better perimeter defenders, I'd say, than Draymond. But I don't know, man. He's testing that for me, too. Like, I just can't believe that he's able to, you know, you put him on Fox on top of everything else he already does defensively. I think that they still don't know how to calculate defensive player of the year. They finally stopped doing blocks and steals as a, as the main primary reason to get that award. And I still feel like they don't have the formula down because I think Draymond's the best defensive player in this league. I think, you know, he played almost all 82, right? Like he played the majority of the games this season. And it felt like just because he didn't have Wiggins or GP2 for the entire year, that defensive rating was what? top i don't know it was like number 10 maybe like if those guys were there we're talking about a number one defensive rating we're talking about an easy easy defensive player of the year for him to win it just felt like because you know the Cavs were number one in defense evan mobley's an easy one to pick and then jaron jackson jr that guy has defenders with them as much as we poop on dylan brooks the guy's a good defender by the way you know what my tea is called that i'm drinking night night tea oh that's good no actually it's called night put you to bed it's called nighty night tea but close enough um, what was your, so what was your major takeaway? I think my takeaway, ah, see you, you took a good one, but I think my takeaway, I don't know. I'm, I've just been, I've been on a loon high. I've just been loving me some loon that guy, man. Like it, I, when I think there was something on Warriors Twitter, maybe before the series started or maybe after game one, where you start ranking like the greatest Warriors role players, like fan favorites. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if it was Sam who had it, but someone, someone had Looney one and I had to think about it <laughs> like over Sean, like they didn't count Iguodala as a role player. Cause he has like a finals MVP and he was yeah. so essential to that core, but Sean Livingston was a part of it. Most Bates was a part of it. David West was a part of it. Uh, trying to think of some of the other JaVale McGee was a part of it. Like all those guys. And Loon was number one. And I fully agree with that right now. Like this guy, I, I want his jersey. I, I want every, I want 
I want a, a loon shirt, pants, shoes, whatever I can get. I want loon. 22, what is it? 22 rebounds. I just think that, you know, the, I feel like a major question mark for this team was going to be when they ran into like the John Morants or when they ran into the guy, like those guards who attacked the rim so heavily, like we're missing that rim protector. We're missing what Wiseman was supposed to hopefully be for us this year. I felt like that was going to be tough, but I don't know. Looney and Draymond just have been totally holding down that front court. And I'm just surprised that, you know, Fox's injury, of, of course, plays into a little bit of it, but that shooting splits for him, it was like nine for 25 or something like that. And, you know, just so much, God, they're just doing everything right. They're doing everything right. And it's, you know, it's you know, Looney out rebounded their entire front court. And that his doesn't tw- surprise me. His 22 rebounds. Sabonis only had 10. I, I say only. And I mean, he had 10. Keegan had six and Harrison, uh, the, the invisible man, Harrison Barnes, he had only three. What is up with Harrison Barnes? I don't know, man, but I, I love Mike Brown, coach of the year, but it starts, it's starting to feel like he's getting a little too stubborn. Like, it feels yeah, like there are some guys that changes. he hasn't made any changes. There are, well, who do, you, saying, who like, do you go to if you're Barnes? I mean, if you're, uh, if you're Mike Brown. You know, that is, that is a good question. Um, they, I guess they tried you could go, Terrence you, Davis in game three. You could go Monk in the starting lineup, but he's kind of like your sixth man. He's your instant offense off the bench. That's why and I was then, saying Davion in the starting lineup, just giving you a primary Steph defender. Two um, of eight from three-point land for Davion. Davion had a, had a rough night. Uh, but, I, yeah, I mean, you're right. There isn't much for him to try, but something, right? Jeez. <laughs> I don't think anything's been changed. Same guys are getting the same amount of minutes every single game. It's just rolling with your guys. Yeah, I just kind of wonder... If you were to run Mitchell Fox, Monk, and maybe play Barnes at the four, I maybe play Keegan because Keegan, you know, Keegan started off great, but do you know that this dude only had five shots? That's, I know, that's crazy to me. He started off great. And yeah, like you said, not like I, maybe it's him he moved to the bench. I feel like you potentially figured out like, okay, you know, I, I feel like he's, his head's in the, his head's in the series. He's, you know, probably not going to put up another stinker. Maybe it's him who moves to the bench. He doesn't take it as a confidence hit. And then you just move HB down to the four and then bring in another one of those guards. I don't know. Something. But Herter only played 16 minutes, so it's not like they it's not like Brown just stubbornly played him. He just played him sort of at the start of the first and the start of the third, and I think that was it. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, but uh he's it's, he 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 made a three finally. And then he had a couple open ones and just it, it just didn't fall. They, they uh, collectively they only shot ten of thirty four from three twenty nine point four percent. The Warriors weren't were not any better. They were actually worse. They were eleven of thirty eight twenty eight point nine. Steph was uh, off tonight from three. He had some good looks too. Just I, I just you know I just thought man this guy must be tired because he's missing mm-hmm. these wide open shots, but. Clay picked up the slack for him at that. We didn't quite get the Marcus Thompson clay game. Marcus said it was coming. We didn't quite get the clay game, but I think we had a good enough clay game. Five of 11 from three clay was the, the top plus minus guy for the Warriors at plus 14, but he, he was also in foul trouble pretty much all night long. Uh, yeah. And then Wiggins, excellent. Another excellent game for Wiggins Wiggins, uh, two steals, two blocks, Draymond, four steals, and one block, seven assists for Draymond, seven assists for Loon, six assists for 
Poole, an eight assist for Curry. So they were moving the basketball. 33 assists for the Warriors, only 22 for the Kings. It was pretty close at the half, too, which was interesting. Like, I was looking at the game totals uh, at the half, the game summary part of the NBA app, and the assists were like, I think the Warriors had them by like two. It was like 16 to 14 at the half or something like that. Um, You know uh, know how the plus minus stat sometimes tricks us? Yeah. I was going to say one of my takeaways was going to be how essential I thought Gary Payton GP2 played tonight. Like, it felt like he was going to be... Once I looked at the stats, I was like, okay, he's probably going to be like top three and plus minus. And he was just a zero. He was a zero. I think a lot of yeah, that probably is because he he's, he plays in a lot of non-Steph minutes. Well, the thing but... about it is, is the Warriors went on like a 12-0 run with Steph on the bench or something like that. So actually, if you look at how the game ended, um, Steph was only a plus four. So it's not like Steph had the crazy plus minus that plus minus that he usually had. I think the the bench actually held up pretty well during those non-Steph minutes for the first time all series. Yeah, and it felt like GP2 was a big part of it. I thought that he was just playing tremendous defense. And on the other end, just playing that dunker spot, like it feels like he's not going to miss at the rim. And then his putback too, like all this putbacks he does, like I I just think, er, yeah, every he fits the role perfectly. They wouldn't, you know, I don't think they'd be in the spot they're in if they hadn't made that Wiseman trade and hadn't acquired him. Yeah, they, you know, Kerr, we, we talked about this with uh, our buddy Ben Cruz in, in our text message stuff. Kerr went to DiVincenzo and Moody early, and neither guy was aggressive. Neither guy really was was looking to, to get in the mix. And then, then GP came in, and then he wasn't really aggressive either. There's a lot of rebounds that came off long that he was just kind of chilling uh, on the perimeter that I thought he could have grabbed early on. And... They went back to DiVincenzo a little bit, did not go back to Moody. Kerr only gave Moody that first four-minute stint. But then he did go back to GP, and in the second half, GP was excellent. Six rebounds. Thankfully, the the one blemish is the undercutting, the accidental undercutting of of Monk. And uh, Monk may have hurt his hamstring. Hopefully, he's okay. But that looked scary when when you saw it in real time. But yeah, GP was, was awesome, and he was... Uh, he had that one dunk that, you know, he usually gets one of those a game where for, uh, and this was Keegan Murray's fault, right? So Loon, Loon gets the ball near the free throw line and he's kind of coming downhill and Keegan Murray slides over to try and take a charge on Loon and he leaves Gary Payton in the corner, probably thinking like, eh, he doesn't really make that shot that much. But instead, Gary Payton starts coming down. He cuts. He starts coming down for the alley-oop. And Keegan Murray's, like, taking a charge from nobody because no one was there. He's just like, uh, my bad. So, yeah, that play was was uh, excellent. And uh, I don't know. that that's uh, that it, it's, it's not something that they go to often. And maybe Gary Payton is best in spurts. You know, he's best in – playing less than 20 minutes a game he's hounding fox but man you know the the one takeaway if i'm a kings fan the one thing i really love is uh malik monk just going to the bucket going to the bucket going to the bucket like the warriors couldn't stop that and he's like throwing up these wild crazy layups and they're just going in like he was on fire tonight and so you have that knowing you know he's offensively if you need it he's going to be there but as we've seen in this series he has not been 
consistent. He's you know he has the one good game, and then you know the next game he's he's not as good. So I wonder if he kind of burned it all tonight. We'll see w- what happens on on yeah. Friday. That's what I was worried about. Is that when Malik got going, it was like okay, if Fox is going, like this is not going to be good for the Warriors in the fourth quarter. And Fox never really got going in the fourth quarter. I think every time Malik and Fox were going in the fourth quarter, I think they've won. So Malik, yeah, like I, I I was texting in my group chat. I was like, Malik Monk is really good. He does the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. He goes, he go, he drives hard right and just kind of like elevates above everyone else and makes these really tough contact finishes. Um, but I felt like Wiggs finally read one and just in, and and blocked them late in the game. But he, if, I mean, he kind of just does the same thing every time, and that's when you could tell they're really good. Is like even I think the Warriors know what he's going to do, and, and they couldn't stop it. Like yeah. when he takes Loon. You know, Loon's not totally trying to block it. He's just trying to stay vertical. Yeah. And that doesn't phase Monk. Monk's just like, okay. That didn't really phase Fox either for the most part. I think that's why you had to throw Draymond on him to get a little more physical. But yeah, th- those guys, you know, those guys finish through contact. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. All right, so I already mentioned who my player of the game was. Who are you going to go with for your player of the game? Man, Draymond's my guy. Um, I'm going to go Wiggins. I'm telling you, you could choose from anyone. I just felt like this was the their game. Enti- like, their entire starting five. So you go actually switch, switch Draymond and Pool. Yeah, switch Draymond and Pool. So you're, you know, you're ending five. Clay had 25. Andrew had 20. Steph had 31. Draymond had 21 and Loon had four points, but the 22 rebounds. So yeah. any one of those five, I think you could look yep. at as player of the game. I think, I think so too. And you could say like a nice, you could say, you know, a, a, a valid reason as to why they should be player of the game too. I'm going with Wiggs though, just because he might not have been the best player for the Warriors tonight, but I thought he was one of the most important and being that they needed him defensively and they needed him. He hit some tough shots down the stretch. It's like, oh my God, I forgot we have a guy on our team that could actually do that stuff. He took one of those shots when the Warriors were bricking, and I was like, oh, here's a... Nope, that went in. I was just thinking, oh, here's another brick, and they're going to start going on the other... Oh, yep. oh Wiggs, step back. Yep. Little, little step back. 
Uh, nah, it's it's so fun to see him. And this is a different version. We talked about it. His, his regular season version versus the playoff version is like a different guy. It, the, the guy's just turned up for whatever reason. Like he he can't turn playoff it legs. up in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not to get like I'm not. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But if you, I, I don't know if we're gonna talk about a little bit about some of what else is going on in the NBA. Yeah. The Bucks lost. Yeah, Miami. The Bucks are out. The eighth seed won the first eighth seed since probably that Chicago Bulls team that lost D Rose um, in the first game. Uh, but like, this is what I keep trying to say is that this is wide open. <laughs> like, well, okay. If the Warriors so, stop messing around. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so you can okay. go through it. Talk, talk about who, who are with the Bucks out, who are the, the top teams? It's the Celtics, but but they just lost again to the Hawks. It's like it yeah. feels like there's no front runner anymore. I thought that this was the Bucks championship to lose. That's how high I was on the team. And I thought like Giannis missed three games. I think that if Giannis plays all the games, they probably win the series. I think they just went two down when he was out. They messed around in a game when when he came back, and then they just couldn't pull themselves out of the hole. They dig they dug themselves in. Um, but now that the Bucks are out, the Celtics are the ones to beat, and they're looking like they're having problems with the Atlanta Hawks, who they killed in the regular season, who yeah. they had no issues with in the regular season. That was the one series where I was like, if I'm going to bet on a sweep, it's going to be that one. Like, I just thought they were going to handle business over there. And on the Western Conference side, you could tell me any of the potential teams to go into the next round. Like, you could tell me for sure uh, Denver and Phoenix are the for sure round. You could tell me that Denver is going to the finals, I'd believe you. You could tell me that Phoenix is going to the finals, I'd believe you. You could tell me that the Warriors are going to the finals, I'd believe you. You could tell me that the Lakers are going to the finals, and I'd believe you. I just feel like it's so wide open right now. I I just I just I don't want to be on my couch sitting there all sad because my team just didn't just messed around and didn't make it to the next round. Did you because... think it was as wide open last year? They did. They did have more of a favorable, a more of a favorable run to the finals last year. Um, it was probably very similar levels, but I just think it's different because this year they messed around in the regular season, like any other year, and it feels like them being in this position would be first round exits, if not second round exits. And right now, it just feels like them being the sixth seed. If they win this round, they could potentially get home court advantage as a six seed against the Lakers, the seventh seed. And then whoever comes out of that Suns Nugget series, like it just seems doable as a six seed that they can get to the finals. Last year they were a three seed, and I felt like it was about the same. Like they had, it was it was an, uh, a similar path to the finals in terms of it being open or not. But I just think you know them they them this specific season doing what they did in the regular season, which was but. And and it feels like they have an actual shot. Like I just they can't squander it. What do you think about this Memphis and and Lakers series? You think the Lakers are going to close out at home? I had them in seven. Um, to be honest, like that that it was tough for me to pick them in seven too because Memphis would have gotten that game seven at home. Uh, but I mean, Jaw's been incredible. I that 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 was kind of like my X factor in the series. Not, I mean, Jaw's going to be the best player, but they don't. The Lakers didn't have anyone to throw on him, so I just thought he was going to have a great series. I thought it was mainly. We talked about this. I thought it was mainly going to be they're going to get silly Jaron Jackson Jr. in foul trouble, and once he's out of the game, it's over. Like they, they, they need that guy to hold down the rim, especially with Stephen Adams out, especially with Brandon Clark out, and that foul trouble hasn't totally happened like I thought it would. 
But man, Anthony Davis, when he's healthy, that guy is like a, I don't know, you could say top 10, top 12 player, I think. And I feel like LeBron hasn't completely had like this dominant, insanely dominant game. Although Bill Simmons talked about the him in game five, how good he was. But even then it was like a, felt like a passive scoring game from LeBron where his, I think it was his rebounds that were, were, were a really high number. Um, but my overall thoughts on that series, I, I don't know. I just, it just feels like, you know, obviously another one of those series where star goes down in the first game still is visibly hurt and the other team's taking advantage of it. Like they should. I don't think it's all because of that. I still would have had the, that's why I picked the Lakers in seven. I thought they could do it, you know, uh, just pound for pound against, against the Memphis. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I would be a little worried about, about Los Angeles. They, they beat the Warriors three out of the four times, didn't they? Yeah. Steph was only there for like two of them though. Yeah. The, the, the Warriors did not match up, uh, except I think they beat the Lakers on opening day. Game one. Yeah. Opening night when they still had Russ, we still had Wiseman, completely different teams, but I will say, like if there was, it's not a major takeaway, but a takeaway is that like, if it wasn't clear that Moses Moody jumped Jonathan Kaminga in the rotation for this series before, like it's completely clear right now. Like he got, you know, that four might minutes. be different if they do move on though. Lakers are, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Jonathan Kaminga's worst games this season were against the Lakers when Vanderbilt just matched up against him and said, we do the exact same thing. I just do it better. <laughs> and I just felt like Kaminga couldn't do anything against the Lakers. If you go rewatch those games, I, I genuinely believe they were the two worst Jonathan Kaminga games. I just think you're gonna need you're gonna need a the couple size, different, yeah. a couple different guys on LeBron. That that's that's why I I think that he he might get a little bit more action, but not to get ahead of ourselves because uh, yeah, no, they, they, they still have two more games, possibly two more games. So they play Friday in uh, San Francisco. It is a 5 p.m. start. Wow, because I, I think the Lakers are the late game. So the Warriors are at five, Lakers are at seven, I guess. And so, yeah, that's that's a kind of a crazy start, early start for, for the Bay Area. That I, I hope people can actually get to the arena on time if it's at five o'clock. Yeah. Chase. What I will, I feel like, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but I think the re, like a big reason is because I thought, you know, like if they win game five, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, like I think that sends a message that is like, you know, we're done messing around, you know, how we did it throughout this podcast that I mentioned every single podcast is they would lose three away games. It felt like mm-hmm. the sky was falling. They'd win three home games. It felt like we were going to win the championship. It never felt like, you know, it was never like we win three home games and then we go and win two away games. It was never like that the entire regular season. It was truly a home away split. You could look at the away record. You could look at the home record. It was, it was just like that the entire season. And for them to go win that game five, a must win, maybe the most important game of the entire series for them. I just think that means they they're ready for business. I think that should send an alert to the entire league that, you know, the champs are back. Um, and so I, I think this, I think if they win game six, like to me, they showed me that they're ready. They're ready for business. Obviously if they lose game six, like they were messing around, what the hell are they doing? You know, we're back in that whole thing. But I think if they go ahead, they won game five, if they go and win game six and they, they take care of business, they understand that like, you know, if we just even let it get to game seven, our opponent could potentially finish in six and they'll have extra days off. You know, we want to make sure we, you know, get those extra days off and not them. Like, I think that whole stuff has to be in the back of their mind while they're playing the Sacramento Kings team. And 
I don't, I just, I just think that, you know, you, you pair that with the home record and you pair that with all that other stuff of, you know, they need to take this game seriously because, you know, the Lakers could win on Friday and they couldn't, and the Lakers get that extra couple of days of rest. Whereas the Warriors would have to play a game seven with, and both teams are very old. So if the Warriors move on the earliest, the playoffs or the earliest the next round would start would be Sunday, I believe. But that is not set in stone yet because they're still waiting to see what happens in these games because these games... You're telling me if the Warriors and the Lakers win on Friday, they would play on Sunday? I don't don't know. I'm saying that's the earliest they would play. The The schedule says May 1st and May 2nd, but depending on the length of the of the opening round series is it could have been the 29th or the 30th. I I, kind of wonder if they would want that Sunday game just because it'd be the 1230 start. Yeah. It'd be a great, great ratings, but they could move it to to Monday and say, we're just starting on Monday too. So, Um, all right, let's uh, was, did, was there any, any any butt cheek game, um, butt cheek moment of the game? I, I there was all, there was a couple almost. There's always going to be some almost. So. Yeah, the, uh, we mentioned that in the beginning. The Warriors kind of they had a couple of possessions in the fourth quarter that were a little sloppy. Uh, they had the two take fouls, which Jordan Poole's take foul was kind of like one of those "come on, bro" moments with Jordan Poole. Yep, uh, that, that was a take foul. Yeah, that was absolutely a take foul. He just grabbed uh, what I think it was Monk. It was Monk grabbed yeah. his wrist <laughs> like he was ready to go fast break, and Jordan Poole just grabbed his wrist. For the Kings, I I didn't think of a, a moment, but man, like they there were just Harrison Barnes. He he could not get going. Keegan Murray outside of the first quarter, he didn't do much. And I guess you know your closer, De'Aaron Fox, he's he's hurt, so. I can't really say that there was a moment, but there was definitely some opportunities for those guys to play big in the end, and they didn't. And I sort of feel like the Warriors were ripe for it, too. They they looked so tired, and they were just kind of grinding out at the end, but they couldn't do it. You know, Sabonis, it's funny because I look at Sabonis' numbers, and he's a 21-10, and 10, and I was like, the, the guys like Sabonis who get them the points – the way that he got them, the Warriors don't care because he's not keeping possessions alive. He's getting put in switches and, and they're, they're taking him to the rim. Uh, Steph, there was that one where Steph beat him and Steph tried to goad him into the end one. And then he missed the layup and he, Steph got mad at himself, but you know, he's, he has to be on the court for them because he is their best interior player. But I almost, I, I almost wonder, for the Kings, like, what kind of game does Sabonis have where you're com- where you believe that you, that that is good for the Kings and not good for the Warriors? Yeah, good. I mean, is you it say that Sabonis is their best player, their best big on the court? Those Alex Len minutes are still looking good. He he plays. He plays. Those, you know, those spurts, he's only playing spurts. He's playing yeah, he's like playing spurts. But those you know, two he, those two lineups that we talked about, they're still plus. They're still plus fifteen and plus ten. They're best plus lineups in the playoffs. He only, only play, he only played uh eleven minutes today. Trey Lyles played thirteen. Trey Lyles hit the one three. Uh but 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Sabonis, he he's got to play, but I think the Warriors like playing players like him who in order for them to get their action going, it's just a lot of dribbling, it's a lot of shoulders into the body. You know, it's just a struggle for him to even get a shot up, for even to get get in that. You know, this isn't yeah. like this isn't like Giannis, you know, getting the ball at the high post and then able to euro step and is at the rim. Sabonis, it's so much harder for him to get there. And I just, just, I, yeah, I just have no clue. Like, I feel like a lot of people who are watching a lot of Kings game, who watch a lot of King Kings games in the regular season, I watched probably like a handful, like five to seven, maybe. It felt like Sabonis wasn't this kind of like ball stopper. It felt like he would keep the the offense moving, the ball moving, kind of like how they do that DHO stuff where he'd be in the Draymond role, kicking yeah. it to the cutter or kicking it to the open shooter. He'd be more willing to take those mid-range shots. Like, it's just a compl- – like, although, like, yeah, the Warriors love playing against this type of player, I don't think he's supposed to be this type of player. Well, they, they just, like, they, goaded they him into being a, They took away the whole action, though, right? By mm-hmm. dropping their center or whoever's guarding him in the middle of the paint, they take everything away, but – the thing that you, the thing that I saw a lot of today is also the their perimeter defenders, the Warriors perimeter defenders were trying to uh, get out and and stop Sabonis from having the option to even drop the ball off. So we had a couple of possessions where he's like looking and he's pivoting and it's not there and he's like, okay, fifteen footer, and he made a couple, but at the same time, that is not the that is not the action that gets them going like they they want to score in a different way than you know spot up 15 footers that this guy does not want to take uh but yeah the, i mean it's it's been masterful the way that they've defended him so far and you know if you're a kings fan you probably go oh you know he had 21 and 10 he had a good game i i i could see that they were it, some of it was empty and it just it's it's kind of it you know when you watch Fox do his thing and you watch Monk do his thing and how quickly they can score and then you know they kind of dump it to Sabonis and just pump fake pump fake shoulder you know he's not he he he's not uh, he doesn't have great like I, I would say his post moves aren't fantastic but he can still get to where he needs to get it just is a lot harder for him so what if it's pulling Sabonis and you go Keegan Murray or HB small ball five you say let's do it you know I I think you could you might be able to get away with Harrison because I think Harrison is a smart defender but I think the Warriors would just tool Keegan Murray yeah he's he's just not ready yet so that that's what's not you see you have to do because Sabonis at least defensively Sabonis is he may get matched up against Steph, but he's game for it, right? He's gonna get. He's gonna go out there, and it, and Steph may dribble circles around him and get to the rim. Finally, you know, like the, like he did at the end there, where he just took like nineteen seconds or whatever off the off the clock to to dribble in circles and then make a layup that he got fouled. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I would love to know if there are uh, Kings fans who who kind of have some ideas for options for what they could do. Um. But yeah, it's not. It, it, it I, you can't say it's not working because these games are close and they're in it, and you know this series is close. But it just kind of goes back to how the how they figured out the Boston series last year, where they were down two one, and then they just won. They just grinded out those four win or the three wins in a row, and here 
it almost feels like the same thing where they like figured some things out and then they just know that man for man, eventually, because basketball is 48 minutes, their players are going to outscore the Kings players, whether it's by one point or five points or whatever. They just feel that they're going to be able to do it. And that's that's kind of how the playoffs work. So, yeah, uh, I guess last thing that we should talk about is uh, game five or game six. There's a couple ways that this thing goes. I think the Kings come out smoking and they just kind of go, what do we got to lose here? You know, we need to change the tempo. We need to do something like Mike Brown keeps saying fast, 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 fast. And they just, you know, don't give a crap and they just play confidently. But the other way that this game could go is it is just kind of the opposite way. And they are tight and they are not feeling great. And the Warriors could run away with game six. I don't know what running away with a game in this kind of series looks like just because the Kings are so talented offensively. Could it be more like game three? Uh, I, I think it could look a little bit more like game three. The, the one the one caveat to that that I would say uh, is if Steph's tired. Because, I mean, you want to close out and you want you want your best player to be on the court. But it was almost like Kerr said, this is the game that we have to get. And then we'll figure out game six later. Like, I would I, I don't think I don't think Steph is going to play the uh, today. He played 40, 42 minutes. I don't think he plays 42 minutes in game six just because they're at home. And, you know, I think they'll they'll feel a little bit more comfortable and maybe he'll he'll be you know, he'll be OK with pulling Steph you know, two minutes here and there, uh, one more time than he did. But Fox also played played 42 minutes. So they, Steph they're, they're was mid- game high, game high in minutes played. And yeah, yeah, but then the other thing is, you know, is Fox's finger going to feel yeah. okay? Yeah. You know, he was shaking it. So lots of different ways that, that it can go. I do think the Warriors are going to win this game. I would be happy if it was like game three rather than game four. Uh, so... I'm pretty like I just it just in the back of my mind I just think that they figured them out enough to where they know that they're winning these games in in the way that they're doing so they're just confident that they're gonna win at the end. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's a true potential or true like I feel like like you could probably confidently say that this Warriors team had they had everyone healthy for the entire season was not a six seed. Um. And I, I think I'm with you that they might have figured something out against the Kings. I think, you know, the Kings are giving it, like, kind of just giving it their all. And I feel like some unfortunate injuries are happening. Like, you know, like how, like, everyone's, like, banged up in the playoffs and you never really hear about it. Like, I didn't know that Steph had his, like, a, like an MCL sprain or whatever the heck he had in previous playoffs. Like, I feel like that's the Kings right now. I feel like you could probably go down the line to, like, all their guys. Like, yep, yeah, dealing with, like, a busted ankle, dealing with a, like, I just feel like, yeah, they're, they're just like battling their heart out right now. And I mean, but that that's sides. all that's part of the journey for the team who's been there, right? Is they know, yeah, okay, things are gonna happen. And for the Kings, the first time, so some unlucky stuff with with the Fox's finger, but 
you know, it's just like, okay, like this is a really a learning period for them. Now, if they go and take the next two games, then they sort of learned all in one series. Yeah. But that that is that is the journey. That is the long road of, of the playoffs. In there. Yeah, I think just my main thing is that like, if Wiggins played 70 games, if Steph played 65 games, like we might be in a completely different position here. We might've been playing Phoenix as the five and we were the four seed. They were the five seed and we had home court advantage. Like I, I, I truly do believe that like, you know, injuries happen to everyone, but I feel like we got a, a tough, a tough run at it this season with, with the injuries and Wiggins missing a lot of time uh, for, for a non-injury. Draymond after the game called loon, a calming presence, just like Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston. <laughs> so to go back to your role player, greatest role player, he he met, he had Looney in, in the in the same breath as Sean and Andre. So there, like someone better write a Loon book. <laughs> <laughs> what about Loon? Like, Loon can write his own book. He's no, no. Don't put a don't don't <laughs> touch it, man. Get Marcus Thompson. Right, the story they always talk about on the podcast. So, like Loon's, like you know, they've dra- they drafted his replacement. They they were like trying and and to get like not let not like purposely get rid of him, but like upgrade. And he just kept sticking around, man. I love the Loon story. All right, so uh, we are. N- I don't think we're going to be back Friday. Um, if we have to come back Sunday, maybe we can come back Sunday for for the recap, but. Hopefully for the Lakers series, we'll be able to do more post-game recaps because, you know, they're, they're a little shorter. This one, this one was a little bit longer. I, I, I try to shoot for like the 30-minute-ish mark. But uh, so if they close it out, probably no more of these until the Lakers series. If they do not close it out, they go to a game seven. Could be Grizzlies. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Could be Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, because they, 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 it's 3-2 now. Um, you know, we may be back Sunday, but we want winners. We'll be back on Sunday. Uh, Roderick and I are going to do the post draft show on Sunday. So lots of content here on uh, BSPN. So, uh, yeah. So sorry, I was looking at a comment. Robert Ramos just wanted to make sure that Friday's game is at five. That's what I. I that's what I heard that the game was going to be at five because of the Lakers. So it's that still. Is, uh, last time I checked, it was TBD. Did they announce okay. it? I don't I don't I don't think so um they have not yeah it just says no no they did they did they announced it 5 p.m eastern on ESPN there we go yep there it is yep so Robert that answers your question 5 p.m eastern 5 p.m Pacific. 8 p.m eastern 8 p.m eastern okay okay yeah so uh there you go there's your answer so we'll be back uh at some point we'll we'll figure it out when uh when the series is when these series is are are over and we'll have a little bit of a better schedule if the warriors do make it to round two but for brian i am a double g we will see you when we see you peace out hey this is elliot smith from the arsenal vision podcast in case you didn't know the show you're listening to right now as well as my show is part of the blue wire podcast network Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they're raising another round on the platform WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdsourcing service that connects startups with investors. 
It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. And in other words, that means you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in a cool company on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their team, improve operations, and that will in turn help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.